Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to Conversation with Carol. I'm here with a great guest of mine, someone I've been following for quite some time. She's motivated a lot of people out there, not just women, but men as well. And, and I'm happy to introduce Sarah, Love Style Hood. Sarah, thank you for being on Conversation with Carol. And before I even list all the great things that you've been doing, I, I just want to ask you, what was your why into getting in what you're doing? And then you can list all the great accomplishments that you've been doing and continue to do. You've been on a roll lately. Thank you. Thank you for having me. My why is my children. Um, my son, Nolan, as you know, is uh, autistic and he's nonverbal. And so several years back, I had to actually sue the county that I lived in. And I remember going home and I'm not a crier. I'm a thug. I'm a G at heart. Um, <laughs> and I get back and I'm mad. And I don't know what everyone's faith is, but you know, the universe, God, whatever. And so I was having a conversation with God and I'm like, listen, I am mad. And I'm like, we're going to have a real talk. And uh, it's not going to be fluffy. I'm mad, but I need to know what you want me to do with this. And it wasn't his diagnosis at all. It wasn't like, why me? Or what was me? It was more like, okay, I'm in this situation. You wouldn't give me more than I can handle. But what am I supposed to do with it? And this voice that was so loud um, was like, he may not have a voice, but you do. And what are you doing with it? And I'm like, dang, that was not the response that I wanted. I wanted a really like sympathetic, empathetic, like, come, let me, you know, hug you, hold you flowery kind yeah. of response, but it wasn't. And the truth is, um, back then I was shy and quiet and introverted and I'm still really introverted, but I had the opportunity and the decision to make of what, what I wanted to do with the situation that I had no control of. And um, the reality is I had a voice that I knew that I could inspire and I knew that I had a story to tell and my son may not have been able to speak, but I could. Mm. And so that night I decided, okay, I'm going to give the social media thing a try, give myself a two-year deadline and see if anything became of it. And five years later, it definitely wow. became more than I ever anticipated. But for me, it's absolutely my children um, and Josiah in particular is what started it all. Nice. And in particular, there's, I have moms that are always asking me all the time, like, how do you manage your your life after and that transition phase? And, and yeah. my question to you is, how are you able to balance that? Understanding that that was your motivation. And at times he is autistic. There is challenges with that. Things that you, you have to almost understand your kid daily and you never know what they really learn and comprehend until one day they shock you. And how was that for you to be able to say, look, I'm going to get into this new world, but I also have kids. So I have to be a mom, but I also want to try and do this influencer space. So can you just tell the moms out there or just people in general that also have children that might be autistic as well? What were the challenges and how did you overcome those? So there's a there's a couple levels to it. The first was managing my guilt, um, and I felt like I was being selfish by by focusing on me and not them. Um, and I dealt with every minute that I did not spend trying to navigate autism in particular and trying to, um, you know, I, I think something that actually I never talked about ever. I don't think is when I started this, and he still does. I was he was in PT OT speech. Um, it, it vision therapy, like we were, I was in everything at every appointment, 
when I decided that I I was going to take this route and, and become an influencer. Um, but the reality is the balance is not real. And so I had to navigate, could I give myself the grace to not be the best mom that day in whatever, whatever that meant for me? Um, and was I okay not necessarily being the best influencer or CEO? Um, and it's hard. It's really not real. But the the system that I've come up with now, especially considering all the, you know, the companies that I have, is like on Mondays is just admin day. On Tuesdays, it's only like I only shoot content once a week. Um, I don't, I'm a mom. I don't have the capability to shoot every day. I would love to, but that's just not my reality. And I think it's understanding your capacity and your bandwidth and not trying to be someone else or trying to compare to what someone else is doing. Um, a really good friend of mine, she makes content every day spontaneously, mm. every single day. I know that I can't, mm. and I have to be okay with that as much as I would love to just randomly make content. I just can't. Um, and so it's, you know, my, you know, Wednesdays is, you know, uh, Influenced Equity. It's my podcast. That's the podcast days. And so every single aspect of my life is very much scheduled. Um, and even like in my calendars, color coded to the point where my workouts are scheduled in there. Cause if it's not in there, it's not happening. Yeah. Um, if like my prayer time is at five 30, if I don't schedule it, it's just not going to happen. And the day it's going to get away from me. And so it's a balance between, uh, grace and also as much as I still have mom guilt for traveling for work, or if I'm away from them, um, I know that the peaceful, healed, healthy, bad, a mama that I can be is the best version of, of who I can be for them. Um, but it's hard. I, I won't lie. It's hard. It's, it's hard. Well, you're doing it great. Cause you say you only shoot content once a day once or a I mean, once a week. It once seems week. like you shoot every single day the way you do it. So you must shoot like 30 or 40 videos in one day. You must we knock do. them. Yeah. You do? Okay. <laughs> do. You knock it out. That's, that's impressive because I'm tired after like two. I'm like, you know what, guys? Let's take a break for the rest of the day. So it's it's, it's, it's very commendable. Yeah, it's very commendable that you can do that. So I want to – I'll go back to the podcast and we'll talk about that. But I want to talk about your businesses and the way you have a structure. But more importantly, the things that you're involved in. And I don't think a lot of people understand – the venture capitalist world and it's something that's still it was kind of the craze two years ago tapered off a little bit but now it's starting to come back up can you explain that as as far as you being a woman in the venture capitalist space which is somewhat still rare but it's starting to build up a little bit more talk to me how that came about and tell tell some of the viewers some of the great things that you are doing with this new opportunity to be able to be that that person that provides an opportunity to somebody else so here's a crazy story. So almost four years ago, so I would say about three and a half, almost four, if you would have asked me what venture capital was, I wouldn't know what it was. You could have been talking about Mars and I have <laughs> no idea. All of this happened so fast. And I think, um, and something that I want to make sure that I mention is sometimes we wait to be qualified to do something. Yeah. And sometimes we wait until um, we think that we have an experience, you know, enough experience or, you know, we deal with imposter syndrome. And I think it's why it took me almost even two and a half years to talk about this part of my life because I don't come from finance. I don't know that word world. And like I said, I didn't even know what it was. Mm -hmm. And so to see that influence is what brought me here is is wild because <clears throat> the you know in terms of like the different aspects of of my career obviously I'm an influencer so we have <clears throat> excuse me we have Sarah Lifestyle 
Um, and then that's its brand all of its own. And then there's Influence to Equity, which is my podcast and which is becoming soon a it's production company of its own. Nice. Um, and then there's the Angel Investment Sides, which runs under uh, Sarah Blay Inc., which is my holding company. And then there's the Venture Capital Side, which is with Broad Street Ventures, uh, which is Malcolm Jenkins' is, uh, uh, VC. Okay. Um, and then there's a bunch of other stuff that I can't talk about quite course, yet. And then there's course. the TV and uh, the entertainment side and the hosting stuff that I do for for TV. And so it's um, going into VC was interesting because I had the opportunity to go into it during the pandemic. And I said no. And there had been a couple opportunities. And I said no, because I was scared, to be honest. Um, I was like, I don't fit. I'm just an influencer. What exactly is my contribution to this world? What what is it that I can bring or, you know, or showcase that I feel like would be valuable to any company or founder, let alone to to a VC, especially in a very male dominated, white male dominated at that. Um, I want to say for women, it's like 0.0086% of black women are in VC. There's none of us in the space. So I had never seen anyone. And so you know, when you're trying to navigate your own lane. And the one thing that I've learned about myself is I'm okay being a disruptor in different spaces, even if I don't necessarily belong, belong there or fit there traditionally. Um, and so I said, no. And sure enough, I remember I said in an interview in August of 20, I think it was 2020, 2020, 2021. And I said, um, you know, I would love to either have my own VC or be a part of someone else's VC. And I only said it so that I had proof that at one point that I said, like, I am not just making it up. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, three months later, um, I meet with Malcolm and Rolanda and uh, I was like, let's do it. I remember my team at the time, that's not my team anymore, uh, said, why don't you hold off? You know, maybe this isn't a good fit, you know, just wait. And something in my gut, my intuition said, do it. Sure enough, I did it, it. and I hit uh, two IPOs in six days. Still, follow your gut. That's good. That's really good. I'm I'm glad you even said that. Inside your gut, you felt that because a lot of people don't follow it. They listen to everybody else, and you didn't listen to everybody else. You followed your gut through everything that you were doing. And I remember when you were starting, because like I said, I was tracking you, and one of the things that I was noticing was you going to these events, you trying to get in that space, but you would always make a declaration like, I'm going to be the person to be that one that's giving advice. And how does that feel now that you are on the other side and people are looking at you as an influence to be able to give them advice to do those things? Like, does it feel surreal? Does it feel gratifying? Does it feel still in disbelief? Like, how how do you feel with that right now? All of the above. Really? <laughs> yeah, all of the above. Because if I can be honest, when I started... Um, the issue that I ran into just the conversation I had with myself is would anyone care about what I had to say? What was my, what was my place in the world? And, you know, we're talking Instagram at that point, social media had been around for 10 years. What is my contribution and why do I matter in this space? And to be honest, I did not think anybody would care. And so to, to be here is really still quite surreal Um, but it, and it is gratifying. Um, but I know that I have so much to share because I've been through a lot. Like I've been through 
so much and we never know behind, you know, a post or a smile, what someone is dealing with. Um, you and I actually kind of talked about this off air mm-hmm. or offline. I simultaneously was going through an awful divorce while showing up on the internet every single day with joy and giving advice and, you know, sharing the, hopefully the best aspects of myself and no one knew. Mm -hmm. And so in the process, I think I found my own healing, but also I found, um, I, I, in a way became my own inspiration because if I could live through this and if I could survive this, how do I share that with someone else? And I think the greatest disservice that we do um, just in society is we don't talk. We don't talk about the things that we're dealing with. And, you know, especially in my world, everything is so clean cut and perfect and put together that we think that no one else is going through what we're going through and nobody sees us. But I think once I identified that, um, man, we're going through shit. Every I don't know if I can curse, but everyone okay. is going through something. Yeah. And so to share like, hey, I'm divorced and it was ugly is not cute. It's not pretty. Nobody nobody wants to tell that part of their, their story mm-hmm. or the fact that I'm a single mom. I know that there's a stigma there and I know that there's folks that are, you know, if I told you some of the comments and DMs that I've gotten, you'd be like, oh my God, are you serious? But th- there is, but I know that it would not be real and true and authentic, authentic to me and to my story. And it wouldn't be motivating if I needed to lie or not be yeah. truthful in how I tell my story and how that can be motivating, especially to to women who are like, is this the end of me? And is this the end of my story? Is this, you know, at 32, 33 years old, is this the end of Sarah mm-hmm. just because this thing happened to me? And the reality is it's not, I was just beginning and it does get better, but to be able to, to share it and the fact that anybody cares is wild to me still. That's, I mean, it's good to hear. And, and you brought up something that was very important. You were able to overcome the divorce and still be a mom and function and still get the things done that you need to get done for yourself, being out there, still going to events, talking about it, being more open. And now we're at a point where you have all these great things that are lined up and especially with your podcast and it's self-explanatory influencer to equity. And I want you to talk more about that because it's really what you're talking about right now. You've gotten to that influencer space, but now that influencer space has opened up doors for you yeah. to own companies and leverage that to be able to generate income, but more importantly, build this empire because we're in this to provide for other people. And when you look at it, you provide for your child, your children, excuse me. And you always want to leave a legacy for them. And like you were talking about with the divorce and what was going on, there's a lot of women. And we did talk about this a little on air, off air, excuse me, I'm not going to bring it on air, but there's a point in time where people get stuck in a cycle and they, continue to relive that same pattern, but you were able to break that cycle and get into something where you can give people hope to hopefully one day not do what you're doing, but along the same lines of finding themselves using the platform to be able to go into another realm. So just talk about Influence at Equity and and how this podcast started and, and what you hope to accomplish with your podcast. It's crazy because I said I would never start a podcast. <laughs> like, what's a, the saying? If you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Yep. I was like, this is not for me. <laughs> why would anyone care? Again, why would anyone care about what I had to say? And why was what I had to say important? Um, but the more I got into the finance world and the more that I got into VC and the angel investment side, and I'm in these meetings and I'm realizing I'm the only woman in the room. And I'm not even saying black woman. I mean, 
the only woman. And there are meetings daily where I don't know if in the last six months I've been in a meeting, an investment meeting, where there was another woman on the call. Wow. I I couldn't name a single one. Hmm. And I'm like, this is not okay. And if I take my seat and I'm the only one that's sitting there, I'm effing up in life. This is not what I became. There is a responsibility to influence and I'm not using my responsibility well and my influence well if I got in the room and then like that was the end of that. Um, But I also, I learned in my experience, how how do I share how I got there? But I needed also, I think it's important to have guests, at least for me, that were trailblazers in their industries that got into, you know, into equity or received equity but their paths were all different. And we all, like um, Country Wayne recently was on, the so, way that he started, you know, 2014 and with, with Facebook, and now he's crushing it. Mm-hmm. People don't realize, like, how big of a, uh, of a businessman he is. Mm-hmm. Or yourself. Or Ian, um, you know, with, with me, it was like, okay, the first company reached out. They couldn't afford to pay me. I made a joke about, well, I'll take equity in your company. And they said, actually, that's not a bad idea. We might actually be able to pull that off. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, wait, is this a real thing? Because I could take 25K <laughs> or 50K mm-hmm. or I can take equity in your company. You get acquired. I walk away with a nice hefty check. Yeah. You know, I was going to do the influencer work anyway. Yeah. So I might as well get the equity and receive, you know, a, a sizable check <laughs> in the Smart. process. Yes. Um, and then I just rinsed and repeated until I realized once I knew what my – I figured out very quickly what's the one thing that I can do well and I can do it better than anyone. And I was like, ah, I can leverage this, which was influence and marketing. Um, and then I just started like collecting, sitting on boards. And I think I'm on 17 or 18 now. Hmm. So I can sit on the boards. I can get advisory shares. I'm going to, I'm going to be sharing and talking about these companies anyway because I truly believe in them and I believe in their founders. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if I have the money, then I will invest in the companies. But – you know, the idea with angel investing in particular was I knew my skill set and I knew, um, you know, put a sprinkle a couple of dollars in into a few <laughs> companies and you get an exit or two and life is good. There you go. Um, and then on the VC side, you know, typically it's late stage. And so the the goal for the late stage is to get to either IPO or or exit. But again, these are not conversations that women are having, yeah. especially black women. We don't talk about money. We're not talking about finances. We're not talking about how to invest. I think there's this idea that, you know, we have to invest $50,000 or 25 grand or a hundred thousand. And it's just like this faraway thing. If I can be quite honest, one of my investments is 2,500 bucks. Mm-hmm. The reality is I'm going to eat that. That's a purse. Yeah. That's a shoe. <laughs> that's vacation. I can think of so many things that I'm going to do with that $2,500 mm-hmm. that instead I decided to take that money and and invest the money into, into this company. So you don't need a lot of money you just need access to information. And so if we're not having these conversations, we're never going to move forward, especially with, you know, black women, because we don't talk money mm-hmm. and we don't negotiate our rates and we don't negotiate our salaries. We we just don't. Um, and, and as a culture, I think having that, that conversation is important. Um, I don't know if folks have heard of um, the PayPal mafia. And it's like the same 10, 12 guys who all invested some money. They all went into an SPV, which is a spe- special purpose vehicle. And when PayPal 
was acquired, they all walked away with buku money. Mm. But from there, we got Square, LinkedIn, Google. So you you can see all of these okay, CEOs and okay, founders. Okay. We need to be able to do that as a community. And that's why I started Influence to Equity. It's how do we have these conversations? How can we start our own SPVs? And how can we invest money as a community or attend, you know, whatever people um, and gain generational wealth? Because that's how it's happening behind the scenes. We're just not a part of those conversations. You're, that's so true. I need to, I need to get you involved with Quade because you're definitely that type of voice that the African American culture, well, not even just minority culture in general, and the women need to hear because, yeah, instead of buying a purse, think long term, and it's not well, I got to raise $50,000 and then put it in and not see it anymore. It's more of the bag money and then go ahead and put that in and don't worry about it anymore, but use what you do know, learn the skill set, learn the business, and then hopefully grow it. So I commend you for that. But yeah, we, we definitely need to talk more about getting your voice out there because it, it is something that you have the power to do that. And uh, one one last thing I want to kind of ask you is, yeah. What is your advice for, and I'm talking more women, what is your advice for women that have no idea where to start, they're lost, or they might be getting out of a cycle and still trying to figure out themselves? What's one thing that you can tell them to get them motivated to seek that new identity, to be able to gain that momentum to hopefully get to where you are today? Um, so I would say that there are several. Um, the one thing that I did post-divorce was I actually locked myself in a room. And I, and I do this with my companies first, but I learned to do it with myself. Um, and I just whiteboarded everything that I wanted out of, out of life. What were the dreams that I had as a kid? What was it that I wanted to accomplish? What were the dreams that I not allowed to die, but just kind of forgot about and shelved um, as I got older? And what was something that I wanted before children? What was something that I, you know, what was truly my heart's desire? And I spent about three or four hours just locked in a room storyboarding. And obviously, you don't need to spend that much time. I'm just crazy that way. That's just how my brain works. And I'm super analytical. Mm -hmm. But really go back to who who you were before you had children, before you got married, um, or if you're still married and you have children, what, what are those things that are within yourself that you want that you're just like, it'll never happen for me? That's the place where I would start. It would be the first thing. The storyboard, the life that you want, the desires that you want, the the goals and the accomplishments that you want. That's what you want. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that I also do is I select a goal that I want and then I work backwards. So it's, it's okay, I want to work on TV. So what are the things that I need to do? Okay, I don't have any you know connections. I don't have a network within television entertainment. And so for me, the first place that I started was doing lives. I'm like, okay, this will hone my skills. In, in talking to folks and um, it's the content, not content is king, right? So it's everywhere. Um, but it's deciding what you want to do, what the goal is, and then work backwards to see how you can accomplish that goal. Um, the other thing that I would do is find a community of folks that are kind of in a similar place as you, and then find folks that are where you want to be. And then the folks that are kind of in the middle. Um, I think it requires a community of um of mentorship where, where I'm really, really lucky and blessed that I had women who were in a similar situation as I was folks that had healed and were on the other side. And then women who were where I wanted to be. And so I could get the perspective of trusted, healthy relationships with other women that, that I knew would help me navigate to, to become the woman that I am. Um, and then the last thing that I would say is 
there are no boundaries and no ceilings to what you can accomplish. It just does not exist. Like life is so infinite. Um, and I know that it's hard and it's not to say that there aren't tears and it's not to say that there are days where I'm like WTF, like what is happening with my life right now? This is not, this can't be real. But the reality is I get to choose daily who I want to become every day. Um, and I get to choose what I want to accomplish. Um, and at least for me personally, and I would hope to share, I know that I want to get to the end of my life and I want to be empty. I want to know that I gave everything that I had in this life, but also that I gave myself a shot to fail. And if I fail, so what? Fail, fail quickly and move forward. Um, And then you try something else. But even if it feels like it's not working, you don't give up on it. You just try it again over and over again. And I know we've been hearing that since we were kids, but the reality is you're going to fail. Mm -hmm. Like there's going to be lessons in that failure. Like you're not special. Those are conversations (laughs) I have with myself every single day. Every time I bomb something, who do I think I am? I'm I'm not special, Mm -hmm. but take the lesson, move forward, do it and pivot quickly and try it again until um, I, I figure out, you know, what's, what's working. And if it's not, that's okay. And, and for me, I got that actually from my dad. Okay. He failed. So what? Try it again. Yeah. Try something else. Like it's that. just, that's just the reality of life. And also give yourself grace. You're not going to be the best mom every day. You're not going to be the best CEO every day. You're not going to be the best, whatever it is that you're trying to be. You're just not. If you can cross off one thing off your list, congratulations, you're a winner. Mm-hmm. That's it. I like that. I, I definitely like that. Um, people, if you want to follow Sarah, Sarah Love Style on Instagram, Influencer to Equity. And then also, too, we're going to try and get her involved with Quad A. So you'll be seeing her on the circuit. So, Sarah, I appreciate you coming on the show and, and taking time out your day from being a mom to give me some insight on the other side because it's definitely it's been informative. I, I, From my perspective, I love doing these things because I get to find out about people and other aspects because I've been so sheltered with football. You don't really get to see that other side of other people's lives because we just think, or at least I think, football players all the time when I see people. So I always automatically think we're all the same. So it's great to just hear your story and how you've been able to motivate other people. So I appreciate you coming on the show. No, thank you for so much for having me. No, no problem. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.